Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Northlight36. Support Switchcraft and my other content and get a bonus podcast over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you're looking for other ways to support the show, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. Head on over to uh, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you, and you'll find lots of links there that will help out the show. Uh, One of those links will take you to runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. I've been a user of Amazon Prime for a very, very long time. I'm a huge fan of the service. Not only do you get music, but you also uh, get video. You get free shipping. And you can get a free month of Amazon Prime by following that link. Again, the link is runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. And uh, you get a free month of Twitch Prime along with that, which you can then use to sub to whatever channel you choose. So one last time, runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. You know, I kind of struggled on whether I was going to talk about this on Switchcraft or if I was going to save it for the patron podcast. For for those of you that don't know, I have a uh, podcast that is just for patrons, and it's basically things that don't fit on Switchcraft for one reason or another. And I, I was struggling as to whether or not I would talk about this story on the patron podcast or on, on Switchcraft proper. And I figured... Because those games are ava- these games are available on the Nintendo Switch, I thought that it would be a good uh, that that Switchcraft would be a good fit for a place to talk about the fact that you know Telltale is going through some serious problems, uh, and if you don't know about this, uh, basically they're shutting down, and th- you know there's been a lot of reports back and forth about. Excuse me. What exactly is happening? Um, people were saying that they're shutting down completely. People were saying that they were keeping a skeleton crew on. Some people were saying that Walking Dead was uh, dead, and others were saying no, no, that they're staying on to finish that, and then it's dead. And uh, you know, between all of that stuff, the real concern is the fact that there are people who worked at Telltale and. Yeah, it's it's possible that we might might not get the the finale to the Walking Dead um, Telltale game, but the bigger story is the fact that these are a bunch of people who are losing their jobs, and that sucks. That really sucks for them. I feel really really bad for them. Um, and the the whole way that Telltale kind of handled uh, this is is not great. I mean, they they didn't give people any notice. Um, they're getting sued for a class action lawsuit because of this. Um, former employees are saying that the layoffs violated federal and state Warren laws. Uh, I guess a Warren law is where you have to give notice, um, to fire employees without cause. And, uh, you, and this is part of the Warren act. And I guess it's 60 days. This law started in 1988, and uh, it says that basically you have to give 60 days of notice before you fire somebody if they don't do anything wrong. And I, I guess that a lot of the, well, I, I guess that the people who worked there, they didn't do anything wrong, and yet they lost their jobs. And I can understand how 
Telltale, I can understand how they can look at this and say, look, we ran out of money. What do you expect us to do? We can't pay people for 60 days to do something that we just don't have the money for. We don't have the money to continue paying them. What are, what are we supposed to do? But, I mean, look, I've never worked in the video game industry. I've never worked at a company like that. Although, you know, at one point I did have a job and uh, I worked at an ISP and I got laid off that day. And uh, I didn't get 60 days notice. Maybe that's just a California thing. I don't know. Um, But I didn't get 60 days notice. And me and the other people who got laid off didn't do anything wrong. They just didn't have the money to pay us. So I'm a little sympathetic towards Telltale for this. But I don't think that the closing of this should come as a surprise to the people who were in charge over there. Um, It's just really... I don't know. This is all around a really bad situation. Now, for the people who are really big fans of Telltale and are upset that they're going to be losing out on seeing the end of The Walking Dead, which by all accounts is fantastic. I played episode one of the first season and I really enjoyed it, but and I liked the way that they were doing it, but I didn't keep playing the game mostly because other shiny things distracted me um i i remember very um uh vividly i was watching somebody stream on twitch it was uh, aurora peachy who if you if you don't follow her on twitch you absolutely should she plays lots of stuff including some nintendo stuff and that's aurora underscore peachy over at twitch and uh if you go there and, and check out her stream make sure that you tell her that that rjs says hi um but I was watching her stream, uh, I think it was like uh, an episode finale uh, for one of the seasons or something like that. And I remember watching it and I was like, well, I'm never going to get to play this game because I don't have enough time to get into it. Um, And I was watching and like the end of the thing happened and I was like, oh my God, like it was really good to watch. And I can't imagine how awesome it must have been after having played the game a whole bunch. Uh, so it's a real shame that Telltale is closing their doors, uh, but there's a, a there's a glimmer of hope. Uh, unfortunately, there well, okay, there's a glimmer of there's a couple glimmers of hope. If you're just a fan of the game, then there's a glimmer of hope because Telltale has said, and I don't have this added to the show notes. It's just something I read at lunch today. But Telltale has said that they're in talks with companies that want to pick up where they left off. Because it's not like Telltale is just saying, oh, we don't feel like doing this anymore. The business is closing because they don't have the money to keep go- to keep running. So there are companies out there that are saying, we'll, we'll pick it up f- from you and keep running with it uh, if you'll sell us the rights to it. And so hopefully that happens, uh, and hopefully it's a, a good company and not you know somebody um, like EA who will <laughs> drop in microtransactions to to get the green hat for for Glenn. Uh, you know it's five ninety nine, and you can get a chest, and maybe it'll have the green hat or whatever. I don't know. Um, the other glimmer of hope is for the employees that work at Telltale. Um, past couple days. I've seen so much of people saying, uh, of big 
uh, development studios saying, hey, Telltale employees, uh, we are hiring. Uh, make sure that you get a hold of us. Make sure that you come to this location and talk to us. Make sure that you let us know that you want to come work here. And that's because I think that they know that the people who worked at Telltale uh, were doing a great, they were doing really great work. And there was something there pretty much for everybody. Like the Back to the Future game, like I have a buddy who absolutely adored the Back to the Future game. Um, the The Walking Dead, they had the Game of Thrones, they had the, the oh God, I can't remember the uh, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones the wolf thing i want to say wolf of wall street but that's that leonardo dicaprio movie um somebody in chat will will tell me what it is but they had a lot of variety out there they had the minecraft story mode which my son loved that game and uh it's a shame that we're not going to get this stuff anymore uh thank you kodiak moon of course it's kodiak moon wolf uh it's the wolf among us thank you too lazy in chat for letting me know that's right lego lawyer they had guardians of the galaxy uh so you know they had a lot of uh really really uh interesting properties that they were working on and it's a shame that they're closing but there's those two glimmers of hope one that those people are getting uh job offers like crazy uh i hope it's not just um like marketing like I, I hope that they're actually going to be getting hired by these companies. And uh, secondly, that maybe some other company is going to pick up and run the way that, that Telltale uh, was was carrying the ball. Because I don't think there's much else in the marketplace that is of this genre, if that makes any sense. And uh, I hope that it, it continues because right now, there's not a lot of point-and-click adventures out there. And while a point-and-click adventure doesn't sound very fun, Telltale found a way to make the storytelling uh, worth, the, worth, worth the, 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 the price of entry of playing a point-and-click adventure uh, as somebody who's not a huge fan of those types of games. Uh, let's see what chat is saying here. Um, Aren't they making Minecraft Story for Netflix? I don't know anything about that, Rock Roller 1-Up. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, Big Big B0013 says, I feel like they oversaturated their own genre. It's almost like, and I think I read somebody said this maybe on Resetera, uh, but I think somebody said it was. this is very similar to what happened with the plastic instruments craze. Uh, back on the last generation with the 360 and PS3 where you know they had Rock Band and then the next year they had the next Rock Band and then the next one and then Beatles Rock Band and Red Hot Chili Peppers Rock Band and the Monkees Rock Band and then Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero 1 through 28. Uh, they oversaturated the genre really fast and it seems like maybe that's what happened here. Uh, Fisto says that Lucas Interactive was your favorite point-and-click uh, developer growing up yeah they had some really cool games but anyway um, you know if you were a big fan of the telltale games I'm very curious as to which one was your favorite so please let me know there's lots of ways that you can get a hold of me you can email me bill at uh, almost forgot runjumpstomp.com you can call and leave a voicemail at 260 run jump um, you can get a hold of me on Twitter, or you can join our Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Okay, 
Let's talk about data mining. When it comes to space games, nobody compares to Atari. Excuse me. Have you compared them to Intellivision? Intellivision? Sure, they've got great space games, like Intellivision Space Battle. I didn't know. All right, the next thing that I want to talk about is data mining. Uh, there's this Reddit post that I saw this morning, and I, you know, I kind of ignored it because it's just a rumor and kind of has a, I wouldn't say a mis, excuse me, a misleading title, but... Uh, there's a data miner who was looking through some of the stuff on the Switch, and they, disco- they discovered entries for NES, Super NES, uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, N64, Game Boy Advanced, and DS, and, in quotes, other titles in the Switch eShop. So, of course, everybody jumped to the conclusion that that means, yay, we're getting all of these things on the Switch. But... You know, there was uh, Bodakuga, who is a Reddit user, points out something like I didn't. I didn't think that this was something that we were getting. We're we're certainly not going to get all these things right now. And even if we were, Nintendo would not telegraph it quite this fast with all those things at once. They would slowly add them in. Um, But this is in JSON, which I guess is some kind of I don't know programming language or something. and Bodakuga on Reddit uh, says, This means nothing. The same JSON structure is used for the 3DS eShop. And then they have the source. Uh, and it says, Notice how the 3DS has the same folders for N64 and DS, even though there's no virtual console for those, co- for those systems. So what does this mean? Basically, it just means that they had a, an existing f- uh, folder structure. And they decided to throw all that stuff in there. They probably copied it from a template, so I don't. I don't see. Um, it's a data structure. Thank you, pudding. Uh, I, I don't think that this means we're getting virtual console for the Nintendo Switch. They've basically said we're not getting virtual console for the Nintendo Switch. We're done with virtual console, and we're going to be moving on to the Nintendo Switch Online. Do I think that at some point we'll get Super Nintendo games, Game Boy games, Game Boy Color games, N64 games, etc.? I think probably we'll get the etc. We'll probably get a bunch of those uh, different stuff. I don't foresee that Nintendo is going to stick with just NES games um, for the entire life of the cycle. Yes, there's a lot of NES games out there, but there's not a lot of great NES games. Uh, A lot of them were okay none of them well i won't say none of them but many of them were less than optimal so i i I think that nintendo has to bring forward stuff from their other series and i think it's only a matter of time but uh, just because there's some json stuff uh that's 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 sitting there on the system that doesn't mean anything. I coders copy and paste stuff all the time and then change it to 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 make it fit or to make it work. And my guess is somebody looked at the JSON data structure and copied that over to the switch because it was easier than typing a bunch of other crap. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I'm not a programmer, but I wouldn't get excited over this um JSON stuff. Something else that I want to say that I that people shouldn't be getting excited about is this report 
from Business Insider that <laughs> this is really this is almost adorable, really. Uh, that Sony <laughs> uh, is no longer going to compete with Nintendo over handheld gaming consoles. Um, I don't know. I was surprised to th- to to think that they hadn't already announced that the Vita was was dead. Like this is really hilarious to me. This comes from a story over on Business Insider, and basically they're saying in Japan. Uh, we will manufacture the PlayStation Vita until 2019. From there, the shipping will end. Uh, that was from the um, uh, senior vice president, uh, Hiroyuki Oda. Sorry about your name, dude. Um, and then when they... Th- this was an interview with Famitsu. They also said, uh, we do not have any plans regarding a new handheld device. Um, so... I love that Business Insider says that this is a pretty big deal. Like right here, uh, they say this is a pretty big deal. I mean, Nintendo is the only company left making handheld game consoles. I don't see it as a big deal because when was the last time you heard of somebody going out and buying a Vita? Like, I was surprised to hear that the Vita was still being manufactured today. That's... That was very surprising to me. And I'm not sitting here being a Nintendo fanboy, okay? And and am I am I a big fan of Nintendo? Yes. But I I'm not being a Nintendo fanboy to say that the Vita has been effectively dead for quite a long time now. I was surprised to find out that it's that it's still going at all. And for the last 15 years, Sony has been the only competition for Nintendo other than cell phones. Now, the one thing that I am surprised about is the fact that, well, okay, if they're telling the truth, and yeah, if they're telling the truth, I'm surprised that that Sony is not making a competitor to the Switch. That that would be surprising to me. It would be surprising to me if Sony doesn't bring out a Vita 2 or whatever that they want to call it. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would not be so surprised about Microsoft not bringing out a portable, but I would be surprised that so, if Sony doesn't bring out a portable system to compete with the Switch. Just because I think it's clear that the Switch is uh, doing things right. But just because Sony says that they're not going to bring a new system out, that doesn't mean that they aren't going to. That doesn't mean... I cannot tell you the number of times that I have sat there and heard a video game company or, um, or a technology company say straight up right to your faces... We're not doing X, we're not doing Y, we're not doing Z. And then at the next announcement, hey, everybody, here's X, Y, and Z. Uh, I, I can't tell you the number of times that I've seen a game company do something like that. Uh, and I'm not even going to try and list off examples. Diablo. Um, uh, iPhone. You know, all of these things are, are examples of this. So the idea that Sony is exiting the portable market, well, yeah, they're not making 
they're not making Vitas anymore. I was surprised that they still were. And <laughs> I don't know, man. Who who cares? Because there are, there are no... I, I don't... I, I'm going to tick off some people, but I don't think that there's a lot of people out there going into GameStop every day and saying, hey, you got any of them Vitas? Uh, are you are you somebody who still or, or the, who was looking forward to buying a Vita in in, uh, in in 2018? Somehow I doubt it. Of course, this is kind of a self-selecting prophecy because I'm asking a bunch of people who listen to a Nintendo podcast. All right, let's take the rest of these stories and throw them in the lightning round because I can't believe I talked for 20 minutes about just two things. Uh, sometimes I need somebody to just tell me to shut up. All right. Uh, so first off, I thought found this pretty interesting. Ubisoft is launch, or is it Ubisoft? You can you can be the judge. Uh, they are launching a game, which I know that there are people in my uh, Discord community that are going to laugh at me because I have said many times that Monopoly is a garbage game and I'm no interest in playing it. But Ubisoft is launching Hasbro Game Night on the Nintendo Switch on October thirtieth. And I don't care about Monopoly as being part of it. I only care a little bit that Risk is part of it. But what I really care about is Trivial Pursuit. That is exciting to me. Trivial Pursuit is a really fun game. Especially especially if you are a nerd. And I am a big nerd. So Trivial Pursuit sounds cool. And why, why would I want Trivial Pursuit on a video game? Well, because you can easily update the questions and can constantly have new questions. And it says that the game is going to have 1,800 up-to-date questions, 650 kid-friendly questions. And I bet that they will sell DLC every single year where you can get new questions. Uh, That sounds really cool. I don't know if I'll buy it day one, but it's probably something that I will eventually pick up. And (laughs) this is a little funny. I feel really bad for the people who went out and bought Monopoly for the Switch because now you can get it along with Risk and Trivial Pursuit. I don't know what the price is. I'm looking right now and it does not see or it does not see. It does not say the price on here. Um clicking on the source which is uh over at Ubisoft's website uh and no they don't have a price on here yet but you know i think it'll probably be somewhere between 20 and 30 dollars at least that's what i would guess i'm 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 willing to be wrong about that uh the next story is that arena of valor servers are now live uh i got an email this morning from them saying that the servers are live so you can play that game now make sure you check it out um that's a really fun moba uh yes ojo made this really interesting projector for your Nintendo Switch. I wrote to him and asked if I could get a review copy. I never heard back from him, and that's okay. Uh, Not a big deal. Oh, um, big thanks to Deadlock for the Arena of Valor uh, thing in the Discord. Um, But the Freshmaker uh, posted that, yes, Ojo, which is a terrible name, they posted this in our community Discord, uh, that they are going to be selling a Switch speaker dock, which looks really interesting. I like the way it looks. It comes in a couple different colors. You can slap your Switch into it. It's got a big battery, which will charge it. And while it's charging it, you also have better sound. Um, I 
my only issue is that it's straight up and down on the front instead of tilted back. That seems to be an issue for me. But overall, I think it looks kind of cool. I, I don't know that I would buy one because their projector was really, really expensive. It was almost $400 for the projector when that came out. So I expect this to be pretty expensive. I don't expect it to be $379 expensive because it's not a projector. It's just a set of speakers and a battery. Um, but it looks compact. It looks well-designed, and uh, I think it looks neat. I'm I'm very interested in that, and I just closed my show notes. So let me open those back up. Sometimes I'm such a dummy. All right, history. There we go, and then back. There we go. All right. Um, Nintendo won a whole bunch of stuff at the Tokyo Game Show Awards for 2018. This was a little surprising to me. Uh, they won for Mario Odyssey. They won for Breath of the Wild. Did they not have a Tokyo Game Show last year to uh, give awards for this stuff? Uh, very uh, surprising to me. Um, it won the 2017 Game of the Year, Game of the Year Games Awards, and this year's Global Award for Je- Best Japanese Product. I don't get why that was this year. Like that should have been last year. Uh, but they they won a bunch of stuff, and there's a link in the show notes if you want to check that out. I'm not going to sit here and list off all the awards, but hey, good on you, Nintendo. Uh, finally. Um, Nintendo of America just tweeted, well, not just, but uh, earlier, they tweeted that there are only four days left before Dragalia Lost uh, comes out, and I guess that there was a story, or not a story, but a video from Game Explain where they show, like, uh, footage. Uh, this, for if you've forgotten, this is the, uh, the, the cell phone uh, RPG um, I don't know much about it other than it looks like a gotcha game, and I'm not really interested in gotcha games, but gotcha games are free, so I'll try it, and I will probably delete it pretty quickly after that. Uh, But only four days away, that actually kind of snuck up on me. I didn't realize how close we were to the release date of Dragalia Lost. All right, everybody, it's time to wrap up the show. Before I get out of here, first off, I want to thank uh, Loray Ray, the Franklin 27, Spidey Noir for their reviews on Apple Podcasts. This really, really helps. If you have access to an Apple device and you want to help out the show at no cost to you, reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts is a big help to us. So please do that. Uh, Five stars would be appreciated. Um, Also, I want to say that Saturday is my wife's birthday. So I am going to be busy that day. But luckily for me, uh, a very good friend of mine and co-host of one of my my other podcasts, 78 Degrees, uh, Richard and I got together. He had just gotten back from EGX and we talked all about um, how Nintendo did Uh, at EGX and I uh, recorded that and it's going to be in Saturday's episode so there won't be a live show that day uh, but you'll still be able to get uh, three episodes this week Um, if anything big happens between Thursday this week and Tuesday next week I obviously won't be able to cover it Uh, but uh, I'm sure you guys understand it's my wife's birthday and uh, you know we got to go do something cool Uh, so anyway 
we got that out of the way. And uh, let's see, music for today's episode. I don't even know what I'm going to pick. Um, I will pick something by... I'm trying to look and see who do we have to listen to. We will say something by... Tony Lays, something by Tony Lays, and if you want to check out whatever song it is that I played on today's episode, because I forgot to plan ahead, uh, you can find a link to Tony's stuff over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash music. Make sure that you uh, pick up some of their music if you like it, uh, because he's incredibly talented, does a lot of Sega-themed stuff, but he's still really awesome. Uh, don't forget that if you want to watch the full show, uh, you can do so live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you can't watch the live show because you're busy, I totally understand. You can watch it after the fact over on my YouTube channel, again, runjumpstomp. And if you're looking to support my content, there's many ways that you can do that. Um, you can find all those ways over at runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And a big thank you to everybody who's already, um, supported the show in one way or another and uh we've got the live chat here uh if you want me to shout you out in the live chat then all you got to do is type exclamation point here and you'll go into like a little list uh just like uh pudding did uh kodiak moonwolf uh he said switchcraft is awesome we've got lego lawyer is here rock roller one up fisto Crazy Legs 15, Big B 013, and it looks like those are the only people that want the shout out. Oh, there goes Mikey B playing, who recently won a $10 off coupon for my merch shop, which you can find over at runjumpstomp.threadless.com. Um, I have t shirts and cool stuff like that, so make sure you check that stuff out. Anyway, you guys are awesome for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. I will see you all next time. Bye bye. We'll